This is a HeadGum Podcast. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's the greatest night in video game podcasting, the Get Played 2023 Games of This Year Award, the Goatsies. And all our stars in gaming are out on the red carpet. Wow. That's right. All the stars are here tonight. All the biggest gaming stars. Coming out of his limo is from the 2023 August 18th release. It's Leatherface. Leatherface from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game. You know, one of the biggest hits, one of the biggest titles of the year. Everybody's talking about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game. And there's Leatherface. He's waving. He's he's having a good time. He's got a leather face. Hey, well, Leatherface might want to look out because in hot pursuit is America's favorite survival horror himbo, Leon Kennedy from Resident Evil 4 Remake. And look at that. He's with his date, Ashley Biden. Can't get enough president's daughters. Look out, Leatherface. Wow, uh, it's it's a big night here in video games. Of course, there's Pac-Man, there's Alan Wake walking hand in hand. Maybe we're going to hear a romance announcement from the two of them, Pac-Man and Alan Wake. It's been hinted at, it's been questioned, but is Alan Wake fucking Pac-Man? Is that what's happening here? Is he fucking Pac-Man? We know that Josh Gad already fucked Qbert, so... There is a precedent for this sort of relationship. That's right. Tough news for Ms. Pac-Man, though. Uh, oh, gosh, I cannot believe what I'm seeing right now. Gollum has just fallen down the stairs. Gollum oh, has no. taken a tumble down some stairs. Oh, boy. Oh, From the video no. game Gollum. Tough year for Gollum. Oh, yeah. Man. He also just looks like shit. Yeah, he looks, he looks fucking, fucking horrible. And oh, Gollum, oh, if you can hear me, get it to fucking gather, dude. Everybody else here is hot as shit. Get it you, together. You look dead, dude. You look like dead, and you look like you're from two console generations ago. Yeah. Oh, oh no, oh no, oh no. Kirby just sucked up Gollum. Oh, And God. now Kirby looks like shit. Oh, Kirby no. looks like oh, shit. Kirby's one of the most beloved characters. Why did he do that? Oh, Gray oh my Kirby. God. Oh. oh, no. He's, ah, yeah. oh, poor Kirby. Oof, rough. Oh, this is a cute, look at this little guy. Even though uh, it was closed this year, right there on the red carpet is the Nintendo eShop for the 3DS and Wii U. Aww. A lot, what a cute little a little shopping bag, waving, saying hi, we miss you. Uh, eShop for the Nintendo 3DS and the Wii U. Oh, wait, it looks like Alan Wake has abandoned Pac-Man and is going over and trying to romance the eShop. 
Oh, oh this my God. is really oh, awkward. God. Super awkward. Yeah. Woof. Apparently has some romantic affections for the sentient manifestation of an online shopping platform. Oh, look at him. Here we go. Here's a big breakout star holding up the line because he's holding up a sign from Tears of the Kingdom. It's President Hudson Simp Addison. There is Addison supporting the president as he always does. Wow. Hey, good job, Addison. We love Addison. Addison. And finally, on the red carpet, the biggest star of all. You, the player. We wrap up 2023 with our annual Games of This Year Awards this week on Get Played. Welcome to Get Played, your one-stop show for good games, bad games, and every game in between. It's time to get played! I'm your host, Heather Ann Campbell, along with fellow host, Nick Weiger. That's me, Nick Weiger, and I'm here with our third host, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. It's gaming's big night. That's right. Can we say that? It's gaming's big night. We can say that. It's gaming's big night, the biggest night of the year, when all the stars come out, all the hosts are here, and the most incredible outfits are walking down that red pixelated carpet. It's the game of the year. What is, what do we call this? It's the 2023 Get Played Games of This Year Awards, a.k.a. the Goatsies. (laughs) <laughs> it's the goatsies. Ba do 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 da 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 is going to compose that, so like this, this won't be in the show. No, what you hear will be like that composer yeah. is going to do. Right. It's we've actually got it like a Count Basie AI that's going to do a um like a big band scoring of that. Yeah, so that's what you'll hear, it, and it's going to be good. And um, it's definitely that wasn't the final version. That wasn't the final. What you heard, what you what you heard was the final version. Yes. but what we did in studio live, that was just us like you know riffing it out. I, I, I'm, I'm really impressed with the, um, sort of budget of this year's production and just the overall, like, visual architecture. And I know that you guys are at home and you're listening to this as a podcast, but this is a real event. So I want you to close your eyes and imagine that Matt Apodaca is in a a really fresh looking tuxedo. Uh, I'm in this, like, tuxedo jacket with a, with a skirt uh, bottom like a half a half dress half tuxedo and nick is in tidy whities with a hundred bow ties around his neck it is yeah. the night to remember and there are lights i mean over there is there's kevin costner he's on the carpet uh hi hi kevin nice to see you and we also have oh there's neil Druckmann. costner thought he was at the emmys actually that's the issue he yeah. thought he was there to get like you know an award for yellowstone um he showed up to the wrong ceremony he's it's pissed off he's 
He's fucking furious. throwing glasses. I overheard him saying, I could kick all of your asses to, like, everybody. He's kind of a, is he a big guy? He, he said, said that to, guy. He said that to Duke Nukem. Yeah. I was like, man, take it easy. And Duke got Duke's... shy. <laughs> that, that was the kind of thing he was like, oh, he's all bark, no bite. You yeah. know, he's, he's, he's all no, bluster. This dude yeah. is all bite. He's all bite. Kevin Costner is all bite. 100% all bite. 100%. Uh, he's 6'1". It's been... What? He's 6'1"? He's, 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 he's a big guy. He's big enough to be a, a, a pitcher in the major leagues, which is why he makes so many movies about baseball. 6'1 is really tall for a, a an actor. Yeah, it's like, true. Isn't like De Niro like 5'1"? Like he's a he's... foot taller than De Niro, I think. There are a lot of short kings who have uh, succeeded in the, uh, the the film world. De Niro's 5'10", but he looks small. Oh, yeah. wait, what? Wait, he's with, no, no, the... The, the little guy is uh, Pacino. Oh, fuck, what's his name? No, it's it's not. Joe Pesci? No, it's not Pacino. It's not Al anymore. It's Dunk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! <laughs> that was the longest setup. <laughs> no, that was great. Uh, guys, I'm really happy to be here. I know I've missed a couple episodes. Um, but uh, we're recording these things out of order. So uh, right now I feel great. I- I'm, you know, in the middle of my treatment and I feel fucking great. It's been a great December. <laughs> and uh, I know I'm really this is wonderful. I love these award events. It's a big it's a big night for, for everyone. It, what do you call gaming's Hollywood? Hmm. Like Hollywood. weird. Hollywood's a good pitch. Voxelwood. Hmm. Yeah, because uh, there isn't like a it's Nintendo not land. it's not geographically clustered in the right. way that like Hollywood or the Silicon Valley is like studios are right. kind of worldwide, you know. It's Meta's gaming, <laughs> 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 the biggest night of the metaverse. Um, I don't Pixelville fu- something like there's there's Pixelville. A, yeah, it's Pixelville's biggest night. That sounds good. That does sound good. All right, we'll roll with that. Hey, can we speaking of pixels and speaking of the last time you were here, Heather? I I, there. So here's the here's the thing. I was very anxious about our Super Mario Brothers three episode. I think we overall did a pretty good job. We did, but it's 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 a daunting task to try to be comprehensive about a game of that import. There were a couple things I was looking back. I was like, I think there were a couple things that we just didn't mention that I just wanted to get out there, just as like I think they're just like important notes. The first is is Kuribo's shoe, aka Goomba's shoe. Uh, which we didn't mm-hmm. talk about at all on that episode, but it's one of the best video game levels of all time. It's the one where you there's a Goomba in a shoe, and you can if you hit him from below, uh, you can pop him out of the shoe, and then Mario himself can or Luigi can hop into the shoe and use the shoe as this one level only power up, and it's just like the central mechanic, and it's never returned to. We don't you don't see the shoe again anywhere else in Super Mario Brothers three, but it's just such an awesome um, awesome design, and also for a level that I think you can skip as well. So just like yes. every aspect of it, that th- just they were like, let's go, let's fully commit, let's make an all new mechanic that's for one set of s- one one level, and then it's completely disposable. The other thing I is, like, yeah, wait, go on. I now. like that for the listener, it's been weeks, and so yes, and like it's as month. if Nick, <laughs> it, it's as if Nick, he's like, I got, I got to talk about the shoe. I got as soon as we can. I got to talk about the shoe. Uh, so I'm glad you brought it up because I, I, you know, I'm frustrated that you didn't talk about the shoe. Although you did talk about the shoe on a different episode. On a different episode, which is what maybe why I felt like it was accounted for. But I was like, I, I feel like we should, we should have given it, highlighted it a little bit in the context of talking about the game itself. The other thing is, I don't think we talked about this 
that the whole game is presented as a stage play, which is a big part of what's fun about it is that you got the curtains rising. uh, You kind of go off stage at the end of each uh, level. And that also just like a lot of like the architecture appears to be stuff that's like, you know, bolted to the back wall or that are flats. You know, it's it's that the whole game itself is like a work of fiction within a work of fiction. And it's not directly referenced. It's no. just like sort of like pre- presented for you. If I recall, that was like lightly mentioned, but mm-hmm. not like we didn't really expand on that. Yeah. Why is Mario so afraid of showing us his true self? Because like yeah. Super Mario USA is a dream. Super yes. Mario 3 is a play. It's not actually happening. Right. Uh, Super Mario, like Paper Mario constantly breaks the fourth wall. Like they, yeah. they know they're in a video game. So what is the core of actual mario is it mario world is that like the core world is that actually happening i think maybe that's like the closest that we've seen to his reality like a super mario world or a super mario brothers one yeah you know but but yeah a lot of it i mean i guess i guess mario uh, mario rpg breaks the fourth wall a lot too and, but and I, I think i brought this up on the show too speaking of um uh mario not showing his true self which is the real mario is mario when he's little the Chris real mario Pratt. Chris, well, Chris Pratt. Pratt's the real Mario. Yeah. We know that. He's the real Mario. But because, you know, <laughs> if you're if you're little, if you're base Mario without a mushroom power up and you get hit by a Goomba, you die. Yeah. But if you get the mushroom, you become bigger. Yeah, if you get embiggened. And then you go back down to small. Right. So it's small Mario. But the Mario. But small Mario is disproportionate to the other humanoid creatures mm-hmm. within the Mario universe. I think that big Mario is default Mario, and what my evidence for that is 3D Mario. Mm, the way he's presented yeah. is more of a big Mario. And that he's kind of like in a, you know, like a like a, a reduced state when he's a when he's a small when he's a small guy. I think that Okay, that's fair. But the, the the what's confusing about that though is that that's his that's how he starts off mm-hmm. when you're playing any of the 2D Mario's. He starts off little, so yeah, it's confusing. I would like them to do a whole game where he's little. That'd be fun, a baby Mario game. Yeah, my favorite part of award shows is when the hosts just pontificate Can about just whether or not one of the characters is real. Yeah. Like that's my favorite. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. You know, I've written for a number, a number of award shows, and uh, this was actually what I, ha- oh, I prepped as, a, as the monologue for the MTV Movie Awards a couple of years ago. <laughs> just, Aubrey Plaza was going to go up and just talk about Super Mario Brothers 3 for 10 minutes, yeah. uh, but it got vetoed. This is our version of in a, in a real award show when some, when some liberal actor gets on their soapbox. Yes, exactly. And doesn't just stick to the movies. Yes, that's what we were doing right oh, now. Oh, pollution is a serious issue. Uh, shut shut up, up, Leo. God, I'm so sick of hearing about pollution from actors. Me I'm too. Pissed. Me too. <laughs> it's too fucking much. <laughs> Just admit that the world's gonna end. Yeah. And like, that's it. We we're done. We're past the point of no return. Shut up. Like we like. Let me throw a Pepsi can directly into a river. <laughs> That's what I want to do. That's my ideal life is to yeah. drink Pepsis and throw the cans into the river. Yeah. I'd go Coke probably in that case, but yeah. Pepsi's fun too. Yeah. Pepsi's, I mean, if it's the option, I'll drink it, but I'd rather it be Coke. Does burning a Pepsi can make it more toxic? Because if so, I'm going to throw it through a fire into the river. <laughs> We're here at gaming's biggest night. <laughs> That's right.
VR training platforms, like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International, are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. So we're not here to get to any sort of activism. We've just fully embraced nihilism. And as we all, you know, hurtle towards oblivion, let's distract ourselves with some entertainment. Let's talk about some video games we've been playing. It's time for What Are You Playing? What are you playing? Hey, it's gaming's biggest night. And I'm here because I want to tell you guys, I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of you. Wow, wow. Resident Evil Merchant, that's, that's high praise coming from you. Oh, it is. It is. I don't dole out compliments no. willy-nilly. You really I don't. don't. I really don't. You know, I'm more of a merchant. Like, yeah. I deal in compliments, but you got to pay me for them. And I just want to say it's been a tough year at Get Played, and I am so proud of you guys. Wow. We're, we're proud of you. I want my job back. What? Okay. Here, here it is. There it is. What? I knew it was all lip service, you know. Yeah. It's always something with the with the with the merchant, and it's, it's actually not the time to be doing this right now. We're in the middle of a very important broadcast. So. Yeah. I I stole I stole my tuxedo from Shaquille O'Neal, and I'm here. You're swimming uh, in it. You look ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, you you look ridiculous. No, you look actually. Great, I look sharp. Doctor. You look that sharp. Great. You look great. I want my job back. And I don't know, I, 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 I figured today, you know, all the merriment of the holidays is behind us. There's peace in the Middle East, and I just want, I just want my job back. Wait, what are do you, you talking about? When do you think what? this you is read, coming out? Do you read the news? Do you pay attention to what's going on? It, in the, I guess you live in a different reality, so maybe things are happening different in the Resident I Evil I guess universe. everything else seems trivial when La Plaga is running rampant right, in, yeah. in, in the world. I know, I know that, I, I know... That this podcast is recorded out of sequence. Oh, yeah. so you're were... you're you're going you're extrapolating into the future. You're assuming everything yeah. is going to be all wrapped up. I think in a, then in a what holidays are behind us because this is certainly coming out before Christmas Halloween in the new 2028. Year. <laughs> just ha- <laughs> oh, so you think this is we're holding on to this for a long time? I haven't had a job in a long. Yeah, no, I'm assuming this is years in the future. Uh, look, I'm I'm gonna I'm just gonna d- gonna make an offer here, Resident oh. Evil Merchant. I think you've been a huge part of the show what are you over offering? the years. The, here's uh, what I'm offering. What are you offering? I think in the new year, the doors open if you want to make a comeback. So if you if you want if you want your job back, you know it's that 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 possibility is going to exist for you in 2024. If the door is open, so is my coat. 
What are you playing? <laughs> wow. wow. He's back. Had nothing on under that cup. Yeah, yeah, really, that's kind of... I found really a needle on the beach, and I injected myself with it without looking what was inside. I feel great. <laughs> you look great. This is Thank sometimes you. I don't necessarily condone that, but it could pay off sometimes. I mean, if you look I think closely, you are you're bleeding from your eyeballs. Yeah. But other than that, not yeah. great. That's typical. Nick, uh, got Nick. It. Yes. Nick Weiger. What are you playing? I'll be brief. Uh, I'm back and play playing Baldur's Gate three. But here's what I did. I rolled a new character because enough time had passed since I had my paladin stranded in Act one, and I was like, you know what? I've forgotten a lot of the decisions I've made, and though I can kind of piece together, you know, what I've done through these, you know, whatever, uh, 15, 20 hours of play time, I just would rather relive it, re-experience it. Uh, so I went through and I rolled a bard, and I'm playing a bard now. I'm back in Act One, and wow. the, the game's it's it's just fucking terrific, and it's a, it's an absolute delight. So that's my that's my very very brief what are you playing? Uh, after the holidays in the new year, we'll hopefully have some more extensive experience with Baldur's Gate Three, and I'll talk about that playthrough because I, I want to finish this bad boy. Nice, Nick. I've been thinking about doing the exact same thing, but I've played for 106 hours. I like, Holy don't shit. think that I, <laughs> I don't think that I can. Yeah, I, that's the. What, what are you in Act Three or are you in Act Two? I'm still? at the end of Act Two. I'm getting my ass handed oh my to me at God. the end of Act Two. I, yeah. I think I think could, like power through to the end with yeah. that character, but I definitely have that that feeling all the time playing yeah. RPGs, uh, especially when you create a character. All the time, I'm like, I'm just I'm just should just abandon this and do a whole new. Build. Yeah, I think I gotta just get back into the the rhythm of it, but I, I I would like to pick that back up. So maybe I'll have an update about that as well. Wow. I just noticed your shoes, Nick. They look really comfortable. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Are we still doing a, a awards apparel or are we back in reality? Uh, we can do awards apparel for just a second here. They got, they, so this is a, a Converse All-Star, but it looks like it's one of the ones that has like a nice padded uh uh, base it looks like it looks it looks good. Okay, so we are in real. We are yeah. in our reality. Oh, oh no, no, this is. Oh yeah. So right, yeah. I'm not Where wearing the a. Fuck, are we? What I'm is not wearing... happening? I'm just saying we've established that I'm wearing tidy whities yeah, and 100 it, bow ties. They make they, but yeah, we didn't talk about your shoes. That's right. We didn't yeah. re talk about your shoes, which are in both realities, Converse All Stars, but they have a yeah, they're like platform shoes. These are these are they're super comfortable because yeah. they're the the. Oh. the, the the uh, Converse All Star form factor, but then they've got like this tread on the bottom and yeah. a lot more padding than nice. typical All Stars. So yeah, I fucking love them for for walking around. I don't know if you needed the extra Beautiful. height, but they look pretty good. Uh, say yeah, something. Say something for the rest of us. I'm truly hulking now. Yeah, with this uh, this extra uh, this extra you know inch and a half of you height. You got Costner level uh, height <laughs> over here. <with> the, <laughs> the tallest guy we can think of, Costner. Um, I'll say briefly too what I'm playing. I rolled credits on the first Alan Wake. Uh, it's been a couple Ooh, weeks since I've talked it. about it, uh, but I, I rolled credits on Alan Wake, and I've come around. It's good. I <laughs> my my experience playing that game. I was sort of not sure if I was enjoying it. By the time I got to the end of it, I can confidently say I did enjoy it quite a bit. I the you've been wake pilled. I've been wake pilled, as it were. It was weird. It was a weird experience, but I, I I did enjoy it, and I liked I liked having my flashlight and gun combo. I loved dropping flash grenades at big scary ghost things, and uh, I liked I liked where the story ended up. And I will be continuing my Alan Wake journey into Alan Wake Two. But I also I might make a pit wow. stop in Control. I might give Control a spin as well. But that that's it for me. 
Hey, that's a hey, blaze through Alan Wake in a fortnight. That's pretty good. Pretty nice. Um, Heather, what are you playing? Well, um, I so as I've mentioned previously, I'm swinging my baseball bat again at Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, and I've put in a ton of hours in it. Um, but I guess the most remarkable thing is I finally set up the analog pocket dock. Uh, for my for my, wow. I've been waiting. Because I bought the dock and the DAC because they promised at Analog, they promised dock to DAC uh, compatibility. And they still say it's coming in a future update. The, uh, my ideal world was that I would be playing on the pocket and then I could snap it into the dock, turn on my CRT, my old Sony PVM, and play it on like a glowing television screen. I'm so, I finally got so frustrated with my inability to do that, that I set up the dock on my flat screen. This game does not look good very big. <laughs> <laughs> it is ugly when you, even when you're using like the um, sort of Game Boy filters or whatever, it's, sure. it's ugly on a flat screen. Mm. And so I'm I, I'm pretty disappointed because I, look, I have the, what is it? The uh, GameCube with the Game Boy Advance adapter, and I can technically play it on the TV, but it is, it's a frustrating experience to take out the save, take out the cartridge, put it into the thing. Right. Use, I have some kind of special fucking uh, disc uh, for the GameCube that allows you to uh, bypass the Game Boy player's default resolution and actually screen it at the right so you have to go through a menu and you have to like toggle stuff and then you finally get to the game and then you're playing it and it looks beautiful on a crt i just want the simplicity of pocket dock television i'm done playing on the television pick it up take it out of the dock go into another room right it's not happening hmm. And it looks like shit on a big screen. It looks ridiculous. You know what it looks like? It reminds me of when a child puts on adult's clothing. It's all wrong. Yeah. Like when they're they're flopping around in an adult suit and it's like, you don't belong in that suit. You look ridiculous. That's, I mean, you're cute. Stupid little kid. But you, you look ridiculous. That's what it feels like bit. to me. So I've been playing Tactics Advance, but I'm frustrated with Analog's inability to update the dock to be compatible with the DAC, which is still a visible option on their website as a coming soon. It's 2023. Come it's on. It's 2023. It's the end soon, of it. Soon it'll be But it is 2023. Yeah, I mean, it shit just takes forever. I, I think I've said this on the show before, and, and maybe this was a Kickstarter at some point, but I just, I, I feel like there's enough, you know, niche demand, enthusiast demand for someone to make like a new CRT. In the same way that they started just making new turntables, you know, whenever the turntable, mm. uh, yep. the vinyl fad started up again, it feels like, eh, okay, maybe the manufacturing costs are just too much. Maybe you just can't, you know, you, you can't get it to the right scale, but I don't know. So it's some, uh, 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 like, so you don't have to fucking scour eBay for an old, like, you know, reference monitor that was uh, used in a TV station 20 years ago, or like, you know, someone's, like, just, 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 a, just a new modern CRT with modern inputs. Um. Uh. That's uh. That's that's gamer friendly. I yeah. don't know. There are people yeah. who would want that shit. There are. I'll buy it. There are plenty of people. If you go to Google and you just search CRT for sale, there's tons of CRTs for sale. You know, you can even get off of like Etsy a thirteen hundred dollar Sony PVM. Like there, there's plenty of them. Even the base models 
are still available. It's like 60 bucks with, you know, a little bit of burn in, but you can play these old systems. I just, it's shocking to me that like on Alibaba or something that there isn't just like a CRT secondary market. You're totally right, Nick. Mm. Oh, I well. don't have anything to add other than yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you uh, have a dream like CRT? Do you have a dream CRT? Is that something you ever think about or is that? Boy, I used to have a, a Sony Trinitron back in the day and like basically ever, and it was like a 27 inch. So it was like big, but not like too big. It was like just big enough. But like once you started to CRTs started to get like more like 30 inches plus, they were so fucking heavy. You just couldn't move them. This one was like just on the cusp of that. It was still pretty heavy and, and pretty front loaded, but uh, it was manageable for moving from apartment to apartment. And yeah, games just look look great on it. You know, PlayStation One, PlayStation Two games, uh, that era of gaming. I played, I played uh, most of my GameCube games on that TV. So yeah, I don't know. I think like a like you want to have component ins, you want to have S video ins. I don't know if there's any utility to having like an HDMI in on a CRT, which is a thing that never existed. I, I don't even know if it could if it could output a, put a source that. A, a you know a, a CRT could interpret. I, don't, I like I don't the technical side of that is is above my pay grade. But like, I, I just just get just okay. Like the analog pocket dock, like you were talking about, something that would accept all of the inputs from a modern piece of hardware like that, uh, but that also had like the tube quality of like you know one of those old Sony Wegas or whatever. I I just shared a link. You know I have I already have my dream CRT in that Sony PVM. Uh, and boy, oh boy, if you tuned into this episode excited about these game awards, we sure are in the in the trenches of some technical talk. <laughs> uh, but the Sony Trinitron 9-inch KV-9P T50 is my second dream uh, CRT. It is a tiny, 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 tiny little TV. It's only 9 inches. And it is so cute. It has a, it's white and has a little stand. And I love, I love this CRT so much. Um, that's that's my secondary dream CRT. Yeah, it's a cute little guy. It's a cute little guy. That is a perfect way to describe it. It is, it is actually a very cute little TV. Yeah. But it is the kind of thing like you think about playing like a a, a sixty hour JRPG on a screen that size. You know, not that it would, it would, it, it's. I, I don't know. It's it's just a like I, I I think that's that's like an awesome like super specific thing. But I feel like if we're talking dream CRT for me, I'd want one with, that's that's got a little bit more heft to it. Well, we're different people, Nick. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm just saying. We were saying. <laughs> yeah, Nick, your dreams aren't exactly like Heather's. Okay, <laughs> Heather's are different there, than yours. There was some CRT that I was reading about the other day. Again. The stars are here. We're about to get to them. We're really excited. But there was a CRT mm. that I was reading about the other day that was $40,000 upon release and was like 750 pounds. And like, that's a pretty good machine right there. That's, that's a that's big a, one. That's a nice CRT. Yeah. Oof. What a day. What a, what, the stars are out. The stars and, are out. And I think it's time. We should probably go to the stage. There's a, a few, you know, uh, surprises right around the corner. Uh, and we will begin this year's Goatsies uh, right after these messages. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. 
There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. A new year is a new chance to focus on you. You're probably already picturing yourself struggling at the gym, but not all self-help has to mean suffering. Squeeze.com is making it easier than ever to elevate your wellness by delivering a juice cleanse right to your doorstep. It's the easiest juice cleanse you'll ever do that may aid in weight loss, eliminating bloating, clearing your skin, boosting your energy levels, improving sleep, and breaking bad eating habits. Meet all your health goals from the comfort of your home. Get free same-day local delivery or fast free delivery nationwide with code WONDERY today at squeezed.com. All right, we're back. Was somebody going to do a commercial? Wait, what? <laughs> was that like an actual I thought that break? was an actual toss. Was that to do a bit? <laughs> With me? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, television shows have commercials. Got it. So that's probably where we'll just put in our podcast ads, yeah. but we'll also keep in <laughs> this confused resumption here. Yeah. <laughs> I was just confused because we've never done that. <laughs> we don't throw to breaks of the show, so but that makes it made sense to do. All right, let's get into the goat seas. Uh hey, I got one. First category. Biggest game we completely ignored. <laughs> Biggest game. We completely ignored. And the nominees are Dead Space Remake, Lies of P, Mortal Kombat 1, Octopath Traveler 2, and Pikmin 4. And the goatsy goes to Starfield. <laughs> That's right, Bethesda's Starfield. <laughs> We have just not talked about for one second on this not, podcast. Yeah, no. Uh, uh, accepting the award on behalf of Starfield is Starfield Guy. Very thrilled on behalf of Starfield. As you know, I have been fighting for my planet Starfield against the evil Starfield <laughs> Emperor. We must uphold the Starfield prophecy as the ancient aliens have foretold. I'm sure that's let's the you know that's it's something like that yeah, right with something like that. Right. that anyway, uh, uh, anyone, everyone plays Starfield on Game Pass. Wow, that's, that's a, wow, that's a big win for Starfield. Congrats to Starfield. Uh, that's huge. Absolute games that we absolutely ignored. Um, I feel like that might be a bit of a running theme of tonight's show because it's this. This has been an incredible year in games. One of the best ever. It could be argued when you can't look at game of the year and not make an argument for three out of five of those titles like that's a that's a big year you know that's a big fucking year it's a big honking year and i think there were there were in addition to, to the triple a excellence there were some indie gems which we'll 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 get to but uh go on heather um similarly to this first category uh i'm here to present best game i will never finish best wow. game I will never finish. And the nominees are for best game I'll never finish. Tears of the Kingdom, Starfield, Baldur's Gate 3, Octopath Traveler 2, Street Fighter 6, Star Wars game from the spring, <laughs> Super Mario Wonder, Armored Core, and the winner is 
Hogwarts Legacy. <laughs> this is Hogwarts Legacy's first win in this category. Uh, accepting the award for Hogwarts Legacy is a, a very ashamed Harry Potter. Oh, hello. Uh, so I, I understand why there is a segment of the population who is never, ever going to start or finish Hogwarts Legacy. And I just want to say it's your fault that Voldemort won because you didn't defeat him in Hogwarts Legacy. I also want to give a shout out to every gender, every expression of sexuality. You're all valid. I know it's not enough because I was created by somebody who denies reality, science, and existence itself. But, you know, it's it's an accurate game. You can that you can go to the bathroom in Hogwarts Legacy, and it looks just like the movies. Thank you very much. Wow! Wow! And passion Harry from Harry Potter. Yeah, it's yeah. good that it's good that Harry Potter got out there and said said all that. Yeah, it's it's good. Yeah. It's a real shame, uh, a real shame about that game. Because uh, hey, it looks fancy. It looks fancy in a game. Truly, a few years ago, would have been very interested in playing. Uh, oh man! Yeah, have no interest in it now. I know some people who played it and with you know conflicted feelings, but I, but as a as an experience, I think it's a you know gives what what you're looking for. Yeah, um, I am more I am more likely to play and finish Starfield than I am to start Hogwarts Legacy. <laughs> wow, you know if I'm already paying for uh, PlayStation Plus and they drop it in one of those, one of the free month games, maybe I'll give it a spin. It's time for the, the next category, and the next category is games that aren't Baldur's Gate three. Wow. <laughs> And the nominees are Marvel Spider-Man 2, mm. Star Wars, Jedi Survivor. Also known as Star Wars from the Spring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, and the Resident Evil 4 remake. And the winner is Baldur's Gate 3. Wow. A big Shock. upset. This is shocking. This is a shocking wow. upset because the category, as stated previously, was wow. these are games that are not Baldur's Gate 3, but in fact, the winner of this category is Baldur's Gate 3. And accepting the award uh, uh, on Baldur's Gate 3's behalf, it's Joel Miller from The Last of Us series. Oh, wow. Hey, uh, I think this is one of them video games that Ellie likes to play. <laughs> Thanks so much for uh, for believing in me, and uh, remember, if I were to lose you, oh no, just I'd probably oh my lose God, myself. Anyway, I gotta go. Uh, I got. I, I I I'm gonna go play uh, play around a round of golf with the. Uh, oh Jesus! <laughs> oh no! With some of my buddies, oh, with uh, with Tommy and uh, and the rest, and so I'll see I'll see y'all later, and. Uh, Y'all remember to endure and survive. All right, I gotta go. Wow, Joel Miller, Joel Miller, big year for him coming up because um, they're going to be filming the second season of The Last of Us for HBO, and they're also releasing The Last of Us Part Two remastered in 2024 as a ten dollar upgrade, and it's going to have a new um combat like roguelike horde mode. And there's nothing that is more likely to get me back into The Last of Us ecosystem than endless enemies and combat. Do you think Kevin Costner was like, that could have been Joel? Probably. I think if The Last of Us had come out in the 90s, yeah. there is 
a 100% chance it would have been Costner. Yeah. There's just no way. Why does or he, like Mel Gibson. Why does Joel have a baseball glove now? <laughs> I, I want to say... Uh, Motherfucker loves baseball. <laughs> there's, there's a... there Just uh, because Costner is here, I think they added another category, which is uh, most surprising music in a Super NES game, and they gave it to Waterworld, and then uh, gave him an award and asked him to leave. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here's your award. You can go now. Uh, he was very happy to get out of here. Oh yeah. Uh, hey, well that was that was a that was truly what the perhaps the most baffling category so far tonight, <laughs> both what, in what, terms of hey, what do you mean? The, both in terms of the parameters, the winner, <laughs> and who accepted the award. But you know what? <laughs> That's what the goatsies are all about. Right, the the goatsies are full of surprises. You'll always be surprised at the goatsies. You'll always be back on your heels. And hey, that might be the case with this next category. The next one is. Thing Weiger won't shut up about. Thing Weiger won't shut up about. The nominees are, guys, you got to play Dave the Diver. It's so good. <laughs> guys, Drill Suit Mario is so cool. Guys, it's serious. Metroid Prime Remastered holds up so well. Like, it feels like a modern AAA game. You really should be able to romance those French twins in cyberpunk Phantom Liberty. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> That's not an option. And the goat sea goes to beating Sekiro. <laughs> wow. That's right. I beat wow. Sekiro. And accepting the award for Weiger not shutting up about Weiger beating Sekiro is... Me, I beat Sekiro. <laughs> Just wanted to remind everyone that I beat Sekiro. Wow. A year late after he said he'd do it, he did do but it. But I did it. <laughs> and I'm how not is, shutting up about it. How is it possible that he's saying Sekiro the right way, but also it sounds like he's saying it the wrong way when he says Sekiro? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's 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 just the that's just the Weiger experience, baby. Exactly. That's all it is. And I you know what? I'm very proud of you, Nick. Thanks, Matt. I'm glad that you you beat Sekiro. It did it didn't it, it did encourage me to purchase it when it was on sale, and I've yet to start it. Great but game. I'd love to give it a swing sometime. Similarly to Weiger's category, our next category is a game I finished and don't remember from 2023. <laughs> the nominee and winner. Is Final Fantasy 16. Wow. Final Fantasy 16. Uh, accepting the award, Heather Ann Campbell. Hi, hi, hi. Uh, so yeah, I finished Final Fantasy 16. Uh, I came really close to platinuming it, to be honest. Um, I do not remember the name of almost any of the characters. Uh, I don't really remember who the bad guy was. I think it was Ultima or Ultimos or Ultros. I don't know. Um, I know there was a dog. I know that I pre-ordered the dog as a stuffed animal before the game came out because I was so excited about the game. That dog has not yet arrived at my house. And when it does, I will be confused about its existence. I'll be like, <laughs> what is this dog? Um, You've forgotten all about Torgal? The dog? Torgal. Torgal is his name. Torgal. Uh, I don't remember the name of the locations. I don't. And I know that, you know, I've been in a treatment that is aggressive about 
changing your memory, giving you a little brain fog. But the truth is, I fucking, I don't remember. There was a dude who turned into Bahamut. Do you remember his name, either of you? Uh, Matt's the one who finished the game. I bounced off of it. Do you remember the name of the dude who turned into Bahamut? We didn't come here to quiz me, okay? <laughs> we came here to present the awards on like, gaming's biggest night. Expect one of us like, to retain information from a game we spent dozens of hours in? Come on. <laughs> off off the top of my head, we've got Squall, Quistus, uh, we've got Cypher, we've got uh, Ultimacia, we've got, like, I can name all those Final Fantasy VIII characters. Oh, How you're about, thinking of uh, the main character? You're thinking of Clive Rosenfeld? No, not Clive. I'm talking about the guy who turned into Bahamut. Uh, no, a yeah, major fucking character. Can't remember his name. I can remember uh, what Z- Zidane or Zidane, uh, Vivi. Uh, I can remember, of course, Cloud and Barrett and Tifa and Aerith and like all those characters. I can remember Sid Highwind. What was the name of the dude who turned into Bahamut? Don't know. A game I finished and don't remember. Thank you very much. I'm accepting this award. Wow, congratulations. Huge win for Heather and for Final Fantasy 16. The, the only <laughs> thing I remember for Final Fantasy 16 is a uh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. You're thinking of, uh, perhaps you're thinking of Dion LeSage. It's you, me, Dion LeSage. You probably fuck. had to Google that and then also scroll a bunch. Yeah. Okay, so you saw me do this. (laughs) Well, you guys, you know, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be gaming's biggest night if we didn't if we didn't take a second to stop down and just peel back the curtain a little bit. You know, Mm. we came up we these categories are obviously they're all locked in and they're all um, things that uh, we've we feel honored to be presenting tonight. Um, but as the proceedings have gone on, I've, I've noticed that some of mine are pretty similar to some of the other ones that have come up before, and I have uh, had to come up with some new categories. Um, so this next category... It's okay. This is how a lot of award shows work. Sometimes... They're going through with the Grammys like, oh, fuck, they already handed out a, a best, uh, you know, best jazz fusion album. Exactly. I get, that was my category. I had to come up with something else. Uh, do- I don't know. R&B. They'll do best actor, and they'll yeah. be like, oh, shit, we didn't Fuck, even do did, girls. Yeah. Let's put girls in it, too. Uh, do best actress. Yeah. Right. Uh, so this next this next category is games Matt liked, but Nick and Heather did not. Wow. Wow. And the winner is Final Fantasy sixteen. <laughs> this is the second win for Final <laughs> Fantasy sixteen tonight. So far, the most awarded game of the ceremony. Wow. Perhaps cementing it as game of the year. Uh, we, we, wow. we shall see. Uh, and accepting this award is 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 me, Matt Apodaca, and I will gladly accept this award. This game that I remember almost nothing about that I, while playing it for 50 hours, loved every second of. <laughs> and hey, came, each to, is, came, each to, his own. came here on this show and said, guys, this is a game of the year contender. <laughs> Don't remember a single thing about it. All right, we're getting to the big ones here. We're we're getting our way towards the finish line here. Some of the major categories. This one is a staple of the goatsies. It's time for best hog. The nominees for best hog in a video game are <laughs> Penis <laughs> One from Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty, <laughs> Penis B from Baldur's Gate Three, <laughs> Boar from Fortnite, Penis Two from Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty. <laughs> 
And finally, Hogwarts Legacy. <laughs> and the goats he goes to, Penis D from Baldur's Gate 3. Wow, a surprise wow. win. Wow. Accepting wow. the award on behalf of Penis D is Starfield Guy. <laughs> it's me, Starfield Guy. My people have suffered under the Starfield Empire for too long. We must liberate my planet of Starfield so we can finally get on the fabled Starfield arc or fucking whatever. Like, it's like, it's that kind of yeah. thing, right? Yeah. You, fuck, you get it. It's a treasure and prophecy, some shit like that. You get it. Anyway, thank you. Play Starfield in Game Pass. Wow, huge win. Huge win for Penis Huge, huge wow. win. Um, our next category is a controversial one, but uh, it must be uh, covered on, on, on a Goatsies as big as this one. And this is best Fortnite skin released in the year 2023. Wow. This could be a lot of things. Nominees include Michael Myers. Jack Skellington, Alan Wake, Invincible, Omni-Man. And the award for best skin released in 2023 in the game Fortnite is Eminem with <laughs> Spaghetti Backpack. Wow. <laughs> in the it's, year... <laughs> yeah, that's the thing about that's it. That's huge. It? In the in this year of 2023, well, uh, we're still doing children Mom's everywhere. Children everywhere have been clamoring for Eminem and the back back black bling of Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> and Eminem beat out Jack Skellington, Alan Wake, Michael Myers, the Invincible Crew, Adam Eve wasn't even nominated, and Eminem uh, unfortunately could not make it. <laughs> do <laughs> the show tonight uh so uh accepting the award on his behalf is one of the other nominees jack skellington there are few who deny and what i do i am the best when i'm wearing an outfit from lebron james <laughs> <laughs> my my gun is Naruto and my hat is me. <laughs> but nothing compares to my backpack bling of mom's spaghetti. Jack Skellington, Christmas out. Wow, that was beautiful. Doing his catchphrase too. Christmas, Christmas out. out. Yeah. <laughs> Always love to hear that around the holidays. Yeah. Um, you guys, I'm really excited to present this next category. This category is names that are the same kind of. Ooh. Names that are the same kind of. Names that are the same kind of. And instead of reading the list of nominees, I'm going to just uh, jump straight to the winner. And it is a Ooh. tie between the names Torgal, the dog from Final Fantasy 16, and Turgle, the frog guy from Star Wars Jedi Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> Torgal and Turgle. Wow. Turgle and Torgal. This, this is a huge award for both of them. What a big win. And accepting uh, they're they're actually both here. They're, oh, they're gonna, both here. They're both here. Together. Oh, so we're gonna hear from both of them. We're gonna hear from both oh, of them. This is very exciting. Uh I'm gonna go ahead and hand the, the microphone to Turgle. 
Hey, thanks, everybody. It's me, Turgle. I'm just a weird little frog man, and uh, this is my best friend, Torgle. We're holding hands. Do you do you think that when Star Wars came out, that the Final Fantasy devs were like, "Fuck! Oh no! Oh shit!" Yeah, we walked in Torgle four years ago. Jesus Christ! It's just kind of crazy to think about (laughs) because the names are so similar. And this kind of this happened last year as well, actually, with um, with God of War Ragnarok and Elden Ring. There was a quest that was basically the same thing. It was a jellyfish quest. It was the two jellyfish quests. (laughs) Yeah, you had to reunite a jellyfish with another jellyfish in both games. Fuck! Ah, fuck! No! Oh God! (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) kind of crazy that you know it's two very different development teams coming to you know very similar conclusions. Uh, but that was the category names that are the same kind of. Wow, wow. Love well, it. hey, Love we've it. handed out a lot of statuettes so far here at this year's Goatsies, but award shows aren't just about rewarding the past; they're also about acknowledging the past. And it's time to take a few moments to recognize those we've lost this year in video games. In our in memoriam. In the arms of the angel, El Gigante in Resident Evil 4 Remake. Distracted by a dog, then blasted by a shotgun a bunch. <laughs> Carlac, Gale, Shadowheart, and my Tav from Baldur's Gate 3 before I save scummed. Oh my god. Bowser Jr. in Super Mario Wonder, stomped to death by Elephant Mario. My Xbox Game Pass subscription. There was a layer of dust on my Xbox, and I realized I'm still paying for that. Wife in Dredge, (laughs) killed by Dead Wife video game premise. Final Fantasy, the first soldier. That doesn't seem like it was this year, but it was. Wow. An entire town of tieflings in Baldur's Gate 3. (laughs) Killed by Heather's character in a remorseless genocidal (laughs) rampage. E3, the Electronic Entertainment Expo. It just didn't happen this year, and everybody was kind of like, I guess it's dead. Kind of unceremonial. Yeah. Divorced Ken in Street Fighter VI. (laughs) Self-inflicted Shoryuken. Wow. Really, really, uh, really sad there, but, you know. Yeah. I think it's I think it's important that those were acknowledged. Wow. You know, we're almost at the end of our show. Uh and I think this next category is a a really exciting one because it's the most look forward to games of the future. The nominees include Star Wars Outlaws, Final Fantasy Rebirth, Grand Theft Auto 6. But the winner from Get Played is Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth. 
Wow. Probably <laughs> the game it. we are all going to play more than any of those other three. Wow. Yeah, Heather will probably play Final Fantasy Rebirth, but let's be honest. Like a dragon, the Yakuza games got their fucking hooks into us. We had a great time playing them, and there's a new one coming out, so I'm pretty sure we're all looking forward to a little bit more time with Kiryu. It's a, Here's the thing about Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth is it's coming out in January, so we don't have a lot of time to get to it. I really do want to play it, but then also there were two... You know, like a dragon, uh, side story spinoff games that came out this year that I still haven't gotten to. So it's it's kind of a daunting franchise to reengage in. But I do think there's yeah, I do think I maybe I'll just hop in with both feet and play some like a dragon infinite wealth. Why why wouldn't you? Because there's too much fucking shit to play. Because the the <laughs> conveyor belt of content never stops. But I think that's a good I think that's a good winner there. I actually think that is a game that we're all going to dig in on. Yeah, I do. I think it. I think it's real. I mean, I like the idea of infinite wealth. You had me at infinite wealth. Yeah. I'm listening. Yeah. That's that's I could I could use some of that. Uh wow, that's a that's a that's a huge win in that category. Do we have any other categories before we get to our game of the year? I was not going to read this one, but I'll read it. Okay. Favorite stupid thing I bought this year. <laughs> <laughs> the nominees are a PlayStation Vita to hack. <laughs> A 2DS to hack. <laughs> and finally, the PlayStation Portal. And the winner, guys, the winner's the 2DS, the flat 2DS. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's nice a piece pretty, of hardware. But yeah, it's crazy that you bought one of those. It's so it is, funny. It's a little wild. I love looking at it, and I love holding it, and it, 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 it's got some great games on it, and uh, I, I highly recommend getting a 2DS. Are you, do you find yourself here in the end of 2023 using the portal that much? Uh, yeah, I've been using the portal every single night since I got it, actually. I, I, Holy I played, shit. I played Alan Wake almost ex- exclusively on it, and um, I, I, I started a new game uh, on it uh, pretty recently as well that I haven't mentioned yet. I, I sometimes think about gaming as a hobby and just how expensive it is, and I'm just like, I kind of wish I was like into something else because yeah. there's just so much money that you can fucking spend on shit. And sometimes it's like sh- like a game you don't get around to playing, or like you know a, a a peripheral or a a system that you actually don't end up getting your money's worth out of. But then you look at a different hobby, like you know, like watches. Like people who are really yeah. into watches and just like, oh, oh yeah. you can spend thousands of dollars on an individual watch. Like there are watches that cost people six figures. And if you're like a watch person, you're just like, that's that's a hobby that could bankrupt you. So I'm so glad I'm into gaming over something like that. Even books is an expensive hobby. Sure, yeah. Like like if you're if you're an avid reader, right? So like if you're an avid gamer, you get a you get a game for sixty nine, fifty nine dollars, somewhere like that. And if it's a game that is a robust game, it's probably a 60-hour game, right? Mm-hmm. 60 hours is going to take you two or three weeks if you have like a, a, a career or anything going on in your life. By comparison, you buy a book and a book's like 20 bucks. And if you're an avid reader, you're probably reading that every night just like you're playing a video game every night. You're through that book in a week. So your average price point is almost identical if not a little bit more expensive if you're into books as a hobby like gaming per hourage like especially if you think of a game like Fortnite that is free to play 
Sure. Which is fucking crazy. You're like making it's money cr- playing that. It's crazy <laughs> that Fortnite is free to play. Um, then like, I don't know it. There's no, you can go to the library and essentially Fortnite your way through books because the library is free. Like there are ways to, to game and there are ways to, to read without spending money. But generally speaking, skateboard decks are expensive. If you're a car person, cars are certainly expensive. Like, there's Guns so many. pretty cheap, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I agree with you, Nick. Uh, I am grateful to be in a privileged place where I can play video games. That is, that is an awesome, lucky spawn point for me in uh, this simulation we call reality. Uh, any other categories? Uh, I have one. Best boyfriend or girlfriend in a video game. Hmm. The nominees are Asterion from Baldur's Gate 3. Chun Li from Street Fighter Six, Zelda from Tears of the Kingdom, P from Lies of P, <laughs> and the winner for best boyfriend or girlfriend in a video game is C four dash six two one from Armored Core. <laughs> Accepting the award is C four six two one from Armored Core. Wow. Can you really romance a mech or a mech pilot in that game? Are you now are you Nick's interested? Me... <laughs> I, 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 love, I love romance options. I don't know if that category was actually romanceable options or if they were just uh, characters or machines that one could fall in love with. Oh, I got it. I got it. Get it. Now I understand. Uh, all right. Shall we get to game of the year? All right. It's time to give out our game of the year award. I'm, I think everyone should get to throw in some nominees here. I'm going to 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 toss out my five favorites, but I want anyone to, else to fill in anything that they played that they feel like should be acknowledged in this category. And I also want to acknowledge two big games that came out that I have not yet got around to playing, but from hearing people with similar tastes and their uh, you know a fondness for these games, I bet they are games that I would have loved. Uh, Chance of Sonar is one of them, and the other one is Cocoon. Uh, those are both very, very uh, Weiger appealing um, uh, puzzle games uh, that I that I think I I probably will really like when I get around to playing them over the break. Uh, but my nominees are Baldur's Gate Three, Dave the Diver, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, Sea of Stars, and Super Mario Wonder. Those are excellent, excellent nominees. Uh, my nominees include, of course, Fortnite, Baldur's Gate Three. Super Mario Wonder, which has already been nominated. Those are my nominees. And my nominees, this is tough because I'm going, I'm going off of games that I finished. And I did, I, which I finished as of this recording, 14 games this year, low numbers for me. But games that released this year that I finished, Resident Evil 4, The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, Jedi Survivor, Spider-Man 2, and Cyberpunk 2077 The Phantom Liberty. I thought oh, about yeah. throwing Cyberpunk in there. I did really like that, but if I was going to get it down to five, I think that's my 
That's I, my last cut. My honorable mention there is Metroid Prime Remastered. So another remaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good year for remasters. Yeah. Uh, I think, look, we're all at different stages of this game. We've all played it very differently. I think it's, uh, I, and as much as I personally would, would want to be a little shit and say Dave the Diver is the game of the year, um, I do think that it is, it is in the same way that last year was Elden Ring's year. I think it's Baldur's Gate 3's year. Yeah. I think it's just like, this is that's the game that represents like, hey, this is this is an extremely ambitious game that made an impact on the industry that everyone is going to be taking inspiration from. Um, and that also just like, you know, does things, has a triple A level of presentation and polish. It's a, you know, a little buggy, but still like just in terms of how much content it has and how well it's presented. And then, and also like you just, just is doing things different. Like it doesn't Mm -hmm. feel like a, like a, it it doesn't feel like a fucking Starfield. It feels like something um, that is a, a, a new, a new, a new approach to this formula. I I have to agree, and I also have to agree because Baldur's Gate 3 inspired more than one person I know to get a PlayStation 5. Wow. Like, it's been a long time since there is a game that you could argue was a full-blown system seller, and this was a system seller. This was a game that this game got married by a PlayStation 5. Wow. She played Baldur's Gate 3. like. multiple times she created multiple characters and this isn't a game that like i would say is in mary's wheelhouse you know like she's not like on the edge of her seat waiting for a huge robust rpg in order to uh in order to play uh a video game so yeah i can't i can't uh i can't imagine a i can't imagine a more um honest game to choose for uh for game of the year yeah i mean it's i haven't finished it i know that yeah we're all in different spots in it it's it is it is by and large the game of the year it is that, like that's what i kind of think is yes. it? and it's and it's like there's a and sorry i'm sorry no. finish your thoughts no i it's like it's like it's the game that like if you ask people like if you you could pull so many people and be like what's a game you've heard of this year and people would probably yeah. be like top of mind Baldur's gate three like it's just like a game yeah. that like everybody knows about and like it just it took over the conversation in it it took over the conversation away from tears of the kingdom which in any other year would have been the game of the year maybe game of the decade and then Baldur's gate 3 comes out fucking swinging well and i think a big part of that and obviously you know larian's made other games and they they have their formula but 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 this is like presented in in a very different way than like you know divinity original sin 2 it's it's like has again that 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 level of of polish all of the different that every line is voiced that every um cinematic is presented like you know we're not seeing things from isometric just with dialogue we have a a, you know it's 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 blocked out and and shot like uh like cut scenes and just that level of of detail that goes into this game and also just like the the Look, like what people—a big part of what people loved about Tears of the Kingdom—is that all the ways you can fuck around. But man, you can really fuck around in Baldur's Gate Three. You can fuck around. Yep. And you can find out as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. you can get into some really big trouble into Baldur's Gate Three. <laughs> oh man, I'm probably gonna start all over again because I really did not want to kill as many people. I don't even know. <laughs> I, I don't know if the game is like. 
finishable in a form that makes sense anymore. Yes. Yeah. Because like I've killed so many I've killed people that were supposed to be in your party. Right. I think. Yeah, no, me on, too. And because they because they saw me and on site were like, what have you done? And then executed. Like people have left my party. They're like, I can't be part I this I can't do this. And it's all because I just wanted to look inside of boxes and doors. That shouldn't be I mean, I guess that's how Dungeons and Dragons works is that it's just like this domino effect from like a simple decision and then suddenly you're like Oh my God! I've, I'm I'm killing children, and I just wanted to see what was inside of a treasure chest. But it's um yeah, it's an incredible game. Um, I on that note, I think that that's a big part of it is just like all the 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 consequences of various actions that you can't possibly anticipate. But then also just like the in the, that's also a way in which the game can be very funny in a way that you know yeah. uh, in a very distinct way. I was watching this. I watched this YouTube video. It was just like a. It was a critical stealth failure. It was someone rolling a one on a stealth check. And the the animation that played was the player character was like sneaking up behind somebody to kill them. And then they just fell over. They just like tripped. <laughs> like their armor just like fucking rattled on like the floor. And everyone just was like, what the fuck? It's like, it was just such a funny moment um, that I think, you know, this this sort of, uh, the, the way this game is constructed and the systems that all interwork uh, allows for things like that. So yeah, all right, BG3. The Get Played Game of the Year. How about that? I'm sure one of many accolades it will be receiving. And they're going to put it on the um, on the box. They'll put morals. it on the box, yeah. yeah. With like uh, for the collector's when edition. The, when they're like over 100 Game of the Year awards, that will like will be one of them. Yeah, it's going to be on it. Um, Accepting the award on behalf of oh, Baldur's Gate Three is. Kevin Costner. The Resident Evil Merchant. Oh, oh, oh my God, it's a Resident Evil Merchant. Oh, what the fuck? Get him off the stage. Get, I'm talking to you, Fucking Costner. tackled Kevin Costner. Get the fuck off of my stage. Jesus my Christ. Show. They hired me back. I'm going to come. Uh, get, uh, get, oh, my God. Uh, stop, stop. You're killing him. He's so I'm big, too. You. Get the fuck away him. from me. Get off me. Well, I'll, escort you. I'll escort you out. Wow, that was... Uh... That was rough. We're going to have to add one more uh, video game star to the montage. Kevin Costner. <laughs> In the arms of the angel. Rest in power, the Mariner from Waterworld for Super Nintendo. <laughs> do, you think, do you think he hates... Do you think that... I feel like because Waterworld is not far away from when he's mentioned. Like Obviously, probably it's Yellowstone now. Yeah. I think he gets the most. But for a time, people were like, "He, because he was good. He was in a lot of great things, a lot of great movies." But then Waterworld really stunk up his re- his reputation. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how he feels about it. I I, I haven't read an interview about with him about or from him about it. And we all agree it's a, a good idea. Yeah. Is the thing I'm a Waterworld apologist. I have the director's cut extended edition on Blu-ray. Um, I, of course, have the Virtual Boy game and the Super NES game. I think Waterworld is a great IP. Uh, it was not incredibly well executed, but I, I think that the movie's score is the biggest problem with the film. And there's a lot of problems with the film, but I think that if the music had been better, that it would not seem as goofy as it did. Um, because, like, if you get, like, a pirates of the caribbean style score underneath Waterworld, then it's a fucking it's a it's a blast yeah i i think um, the i think the the uh, like i really like the 
the world, like the open, the open ocean, and the idea of like a flooded Earth and what mm-hmm. that would be like, like all that's, that those details are great. I think a lot of like some of the stuff in the world building does come across a little goofy, like bad guys being called smokers, yeah, or like the Deacon. Some of that stuff is just a little bit silly, um, but I think Waterworld's ultimate legacy is the stunt show. And the stunt show, every, everyone Which loves the fucking stunt show. <laughs> And it's I, like it's like the Bubba Gump Shrimp Company of just like there are people now who go see the Waterworld stunt show tourists or younger people who have no idea that it's connected to a movie. Right. I wonder because he's you know I I know that he just passed away on our on our stage. Yeah. Uh, beaten to death by the Resident Evil merchant who wanted to accept <laughs> an award. Yeah. Um, it's like a heightened slap what just happened. But he... <laughs> <laughs> and this is because the slap happened. We allowed but this the, to we let the sli- It was a slippery slope until the Resident Evil merchant is going to yep. murder uh, Kevin Costner at the Goatsies. <laughs> yeah. I um, I am, I love Westerns, and I can't believe that Kevin Costner has two a two-part Western coming out in 2024. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. It's nuts. It's going to be like it. six hours worth of Western. Like, Why not, I say. Yeah, why not? Uh, hey, a great year show? in gaming. <laughs> a great year in gaming, a great a great edition of the Goat Seas, and you know, we thought we'd want to hear some of your thoughts on this past year in video gaming. It's your review crew, Games of This Year edition, the Ryu Crew. Hello, can All right, so would you be surprised? To learn, so many people wrote Baldur's Gate three. I love it. Lots of people wrote Baldur's Gate three. Uh, you know, Snoofman wrote Baldur's Gate three. Uh, Chad Money Printer uh, wrote Baldur's Gate three. Arctor wrote Baldur's Gate three. Lots of Baldur's Gate three in the chat. We love to see it. Jet writes, "Game of the year, as it is every year, is Disco Elysium." <laughs> I love. I love that. I uh I bought that coat, that Disco Elysium coat, mm-hmm. and because of the way my fall has turned out, I have not yet been able to wear it out of the house. Oh sure, but oh man, fucking I love that coat and I love that game and god damn I can't wait to like walk around in that Disco Elysium coat. That's gonna be so sick. I, I don't. There are you know because I and look, I, I people people love the Larian style combat. I, I do like tactical combat. It, it you you really do get super in the weeds. I feel like with each with each turn in this game and it, the difficulty level, even on on you know uh, explorer or whatever the easiest one that I'm playing on, as you've experienced, Matt does does scale up. Baldur's Gate Three has some things that it's taken. I think from Disco Elysium, you know, like certainly the dice rolls being visible, which I love. I think that's fucking awesome, and um, I I love those skill checks just being like presented in front of the player. I I there are times when I'm like I kind of wish that I could play this game just without combat. I kind of wish mm-hmm. I could play this Disco Elysium style where I'm just kind of going through and role playing it and just, you know, have have to spend a little bit less time uh bashing my head against a wall trying to figure out how to get through this goblin camp or whatever. Yeah. This next one's from Hired Goons and Hired Goons writes a lot of big ones I haven't played, but it's between the Resident Evil 4 remake and the remake of Super Mario RPG. I might just be a nostalgic basic bitch. But I do like these new glossy remakes that really honor the the original game. Yeah. Like playing Resident Evil 4 remake plays feels like what playing Resident Evil 4 felt like in 2005 or whenever it originally released. And I haven't played the Super Mario RPG 
remake, but my understanding is that it is, it very much honors the gameplay of the original and just has like a, you know, a, a, a glossy coat of paint on it. I like, I like that. Uh, DVA with the handgun writes, Alan Wake 2 all day every, Alan Wake 2 all day every day, that game blew my mind in every way. Or Tears of the Kingdom, because I've never felt more free in a game than when I played that. Also, it's amazing on a technical level, and the story is beautiful. I, I, that's the, the thing that's so, and I think because it's a direct sequel, Tears of the Kingdom kind of getting buried in the conversation, but it's a staggering achievement. Yeah. You're playing this game, it's like, holy shit, this is fucking amazing what they've done. It's, 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 it's pretty crazy to think about, because like, yeah, I, I said this earlier, but like, in any other year, it would have been an absolute landslide. Yeah. That's a fun. That's an that's an interesting exercise to go back through previous years. What years would it have been the clear game of the year? Yeah, Elden Ring last year, right? Like that would have been tough. It's like the uh, it's like the 2017, I think, Cleveland Cavaliers, who like had you know one of the best offenses in NBA history, and um, like, but they were just up against the the Golden State Warriors with Kevin Durant and Steph Curry, and they just didn't have a chance. But in a lot of other years, they would have just won the championship. I love this mental exercise. I love the idea of looking at the game, the best games of a year, and then looking at the game, like you could do it as like almost an infinite, an infinite tier, Mm -hmm. you know, put all the games against each other and like find out what the best game of all time actually is. And then like kind of work backwards. So like if you figured out who the best game was of all time, then you would also have your final four so that you would, you could actually, I think, I mean, this is nothing I want to do with my life or my time, but somebody could do it. <laughs> oh, hey, that could, uh, hey, we just, we just hit an episode format. <laughs> no, no fucking way, we'll die. <laughs> no, 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 we'll do it. Um, this next one's from Doomspec. Doomspec writes, Phantom Liberty and Cyberpunk 2.0 really is like the new game compared to, really is like a new game compared to release Cyberpunk. I also say it's game of the year material. I, you know, love Phantom Liberty. We're big, huge Phantom Liberty fans here. And 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 the changes that they made to the base game are really fantastic as well. It is it is still pretty buggy. Y- well, yes, but it, and, and there and there is some stuff in the base game that still feels a little bit clunky. But I think it is it is a really impressive overhaul. And I think Phantom Liberty is a self contained experience. Is is really awesome. I, one of my favorite experiences of the year. This next one is from Lieb, and this one straight to my heart right here. While it was definitely flawed, I'm sticking with Final Fantasy 16. <laughs> wow. The, the boss <laughs> fights were spectacles on a level I've never seen before and made lasting impression on me. Sid was also the British father I've always wanted. Sid was good in the game. I don't know where Sid Man, would for- rank among the Final Fantasy Sids for me, but I don't think he'd... I guess, I guess within, I guess, uh, whatever. I'm, I, I didn't finish the game. I'm not going <laughs> to go down this road too much. I, I just feel I like there, be, are, there are other Sids I like more. I got to be honest. I confused in thinking back about Final Fantasy 16. I thought Sid was the engineer girl who works in the basement. And oh. then I was like, no, no, no. You're confusing her with the mechanic from Final Fantasy 15. That's Sid. Totally forgot that Sid, that you are Sid for a, for a portion of the you game. Be, you, then you are Sid. Yeah. For a little bit. So fucking, I don't know, man. Woof. John, yes, it's starting to sound like Torgal over there. Uh, J- John B. in space writes, Spider-Man 2 for sure. Great gameplay, amazing story, not too bloated open world. Give me more. Yeah, that's the thing. You're playing in 
three of the five boroughs of of New York, of course, and um, it's it doesn't feel like there's too much going on. There's just enough. It's a it, it's a great a, a great game. Well, that's a big part though of like what also makes Phantom Liberty work. Just to go back to that, is that it's mm-hmm. just it's one neighborhood of of Night City. Yeah, and so they're able to make that feel really dense and lived in. Uh, um, I didn't because of uh, when my diagnosis came, I didn't get to play. Phantom Liberty, and um, I'm looking forward to dropping in at some point in the future. I think you'd like it. Just don't expect you to be able to romance those sexy French twins, unfortunately. Yeah. They just did oh, not Jesus. include that in the game. God damn it. For some reason. Stop. No, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> a no. full on You should also stop. check out Dave the Diver. It's a great game. <laughs> uh, and, and finally, from It's Patrick, shouts to Hi-Fi Rush. It was gorgeous, fun to play, a rhythm game with action. Come on. I love that. I love pointing that one out. That one came out on the front end of the year. Matt, I think you're the one who spent some time with Hi-Fi Rush, but that was a game that everyone was like super hype on in like February or March or whatever. And then, yeah, it just kind of falls off of the radar. A surprise like, drop. Too many yeah. fucking games. Too many too fucking many games. games. Too many games. Too many games. But guys, thanks so much for writing in with your uh, reviews and uh, your input for uh, Game of the Year. And that's going to conclude this week's Get Played. And the, the Goatsies are... Uh, are now a thing in the past, as as they as they are every year, of course. Until next year, that's right. When we'll talk about the games that are coming out uh, all throughout 2024. Uh, so that'll wrap up get played for the year. Uh, we are going to be taking a couple of weeks off for the holidays. Uh, you will get you'll still get episodes in the feed on Monday. One will be an unlocked episode from our archives. Uh, one will be an unlocked Get Animate episode. We'll still be releasing new Get Animate over at patreon.com slash get played. So check that out if you're looking for content. But yeah, we're going to be uh, dark for the next couple weeks and then we'll be back in early 2024. Oh, and also shout out to Rochelle Chen, our uh, our producer who's joined us over at HeadGum. Yard underscore underscore sard on social. You want to follow Rochelle? Yeah, and um, guys, what a year it's been. I'm looking forward to... Getting back in the studio in 2024 and talking about games with you guys. And I think it's safe to say that the year 2023 got played. Mm. That's fucking right. (laughs) (laughs) That was a HeadGum Podcast.